0: Today's Stripe Show podcast is brought to you by About Golf Simulators. And we're back, Stripe Show podcast on a Monday. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. Hope everyone had a terrific Thanksgiving, terrific Thanksgiving long weekend, little turkey, little family. Football, Maybe a little golf sprinkled in. I know back in the Pacific Northwest, no snow on the ground right now. Maybe a little in the mountains, but rumor has it up in my neck of the woods, northern Idaho. They were playing a little golf over Thanksgiving. How about that? A light winter. Let's pray. A light winter. It's okay to be a little rainy, a little cold. No snow on the ground. Playing golf into December. Sign me up. I can remember a couple of those years. They're few and far in between, but hey, let's let's get one this year. I'd like to see everybody continue to play a little golf as we get into the winter season. It is a Cyber Monday, and I'm doing a big special right now for those that uh, might be interested in working with me on your game via long distance. I use the Skillist app, and basically all I need is a face-on and target line swing, a few thoughts on what's going on in your game, your ball flight, your miss, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. and then from there I can I can look at those I can look at that video, break it down, give you great information and but more importantly, as you've heard me say many, many times here on the podcast, put it in the right order. Great information in the right order, that is the key to becoming a teacher that can do this for a long time, have sustained success, work with students long-term over and over again, great information, right order. So you can elevate that student ceiling, develop more skill and off they go. I know i got a lot of teachers that listen to this podcast as well. I've got a few thoughts for you as well. I made a post last night uh, about Minwoo Lee. Love Minwoo Lee. Love uh, his sister, Minji Lee. I, I I just absolutely love that brother and sister. I mean, they are fantastic. Not only terrific players, but they got some personality as well, and particularly Minwoo. We're going to get to that post here in a little bit. I've got some thoughts for a few teachers that were blowing me up, blowing me up about the post, and then I worded it wrong. In fact, one guy, one teacher, I'm not going to... Mention his name out in Australia. He was so taken back. I mean, he was beside himself on the way that I worded it, and the way that I worded it actually came straight from Min Lee's teacher. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm just sharing some information here. That's what I do. I, I try to, you know, I try to share some information about players about their techniques, about their journey, about the things that they work on, and I, and I, I actually do a little research. You know, I, I know that might surprise some of you, but I do a little bit of research. And I try to give you the real details of what's going on. And so I put it out there, and off we go, ah, oh, it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, I can't believe it. You've worded it incorrectly, that's not the way it works. And my all-time favorite, my all-time favorite is just, you know, whatever swing works best, right? That's the one you should do. Whatever, whatever swing that yields the best results, that's the one you should use. That's, that's, uh, that's great advice. Yep. That's just, if we could just all do that, if we could just all do that, well, then we could just, you know, have a living at teaching this game, at developing technique, just, just go ahead and. Use the one that uh, works best for you. How does that work? That'll be $200 at the counter. Anyway, we'll get to that here uh, momentarily. I want to talk about Tiger Woods for a second. Tiger Woods Hero World Challenge this week. Key Stewart's going to join me tomorrow. And I want to start with Tiger Woods and his swing for a second. I made a post, uh, I think it was last week, about Tiger's swing, and I and I I put up there a swing of Tiger from I think it was around 2013, and it was a driver swing from face on, and you could see Tiger when he would turn in 2013 during that 10 year with Sean Foley, he would he would kind of turn and and almost kind of hang left just a little bit, like his weight would kind of hang left, and this was the era of. Of kind of stack and tilt and staying centered and, and there was a lot of really good stuff that came from the stack and tilt method. I mean a lot of good stuff and there was a great education in that. I didn't agree with all of it but there was just a, a lot of really really good stuff and particularly with the spine angle and how those things move Um, but this this idea of, of kind of turning and kind of hanging left with the weight um, was something that I think was a little bit overdone. That's just my opinion. And I think Tiger kind of got into this situation where as he's trying to stay centered. You could see him kind of hanging left with his weight. He went through a period where his head would drop a little bit in the backswing. And it was just something that Tiger really had never done up to that point. You know, through his tenure with Hank Haney and obviously back in the 2000s with Butch Harmon and that just incredible swing that he had which was really kind of built on width, right? His, his backswing had a lot of width, his hands away from his chest. His weight was moving more into his right side. He was turning, staying tall, loaded into his right side. And then from there he would go get it. When he went to Haney, I think, I think a lot of those things still maintained. I think the biggest adjustment when he went to Hank was he rotated the shaft and face more like, like, tiger at the top of the swing you could see the shaft not pointing to the right as much the shaft was pointing a little more to the left not 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 laid off initially not laid off but just pointing a little more to the left the face was a bit more open and you know it was just a different dynamic where then coming down he would have to you know kind of let it out a little bit more at the bottom um not as explosive as far as rotation you could see the the, the rotation of the left forearm and the shaft back on the other side. I mean the rule of thumb is look if you're gonna if you're gonna rotate the shaft and face more going back, then you've got to rotate it more coming through. And Tiger, when he was younger, he had the shaft just a little bit more down the line, a little maybe a little across the line. The face was definitely a little more shut. And then from there he would just kind of turn and burn. Now you know it was still rotating and releasing but not as much as when he went to Haney when you would see the shaft pointing a little bit more left and the face a bit more open. Now, a lot of that was kind of geared around his left knee, couldn't turn and post up as much, so he had to be a little softer through the impact zone, let things release a little bit more and rotate to the other side. And so, even when you look at Haney's swing, I think Tiger was still, had width. He was still tall, he was still loaded, he was still all of those things. And then when he went to Sean, I think, you know, there was a... We were in this era of kind of staying centered. And we're in this era of, I think, stack and tilt was was definitely uh, more popular. And all of a sudden, Tiger's grip got a little bit stronger. All of a sudden, his hand path got a little bit more in. And all of a sudden, as he would turn, you could see him not staying tall and moving into his right side as much, but rather kind of turning, staying centered, hanging left a little bit more, and all of a sudden now his head's dropping. Now, when a player does that at caliber's, at Tiger's caliber, and as he goes to find it, I mean, the one thing that's going to happen is that, is that attack angle is going to spike through the roof. Tiger's attack angle with his irons, I, I would imagine, was like eight or nine degrees down, seven iron. Now, he can absolutely blast it when he did that because the face was kind of back to that stronger position not as open say with Haney he would lean the shaft excessively forward and I mean really really compressed I mean just absolutely de-loft it and squeeze it and the ball would come out like a missile. Tiger's the greatest iron player of all time I'm convinced that Tiger could have taken any club face, club-shaft combination in the backswing. In fact, he probably could have taken any combination left-handed and make it work. He would have figured out the ballistics and the impact dynamic, and he would have made it work, I'm convinced. And still be the best iron player of all time. And still probably be the number one player in the world, as he got to and uh, during his era, even with Sean Foley. Now, the problem is, is that method with the driver, it became a disaster. I mean, a disaster. I can remember watching Tiger at the Players' Championship. And he hit a drive on 14, and he popped it up in the air. He popped it up. And I don't know if you you remember this, but I was, so that shot, I was up the right side on 14 at the Players'. He popped it up. It it went about a hundred and oh I don't know 150 yards up up the fairway down the left side there's water on the left you remember it kind of got hung up on that mound there he took his fairway wood gripped it down to the bottom of the grip it, the ball was like level to his chin <laughs> and he hit I think the the most incredible shot I've ever seen in my life in person. He ripped that fairway wood off that side hill lie, and it rolled right up to the front of the green. Do you remember that? I mean, it was probably the worst shot I've ever seen Tiger Woods hit in person, followed by the greatest shot I've ever seen in my life. So Tiger struggled with this driver. His attack angle was ridiculous. Now I mean, he can't he he can't get out of the way when when you're that you're hanging left and and. The club's coming down and, and your body's obviously broken down. I mean, he just couldn't get out of the way. Tons of shaft lean. And so I, I heard his driver was like six, seven degrees down. I can't confirm that. I wasn't standing right there in front of track, man. But I've heard it was down, down, down. Now, if you're going to hit down on it with a driver you kind of got two choices, right? One, you either swing that thing so hard to the left to offset it because what you got to remember is for every degree you're hitting down with the driver, it's moving that path to the right. You hit one degree down, it's moving the path one degree to the right. You hit two degrees down, it's moving that path two degrees to the right. You hit six degrees down, you've got six degrees of path to the right built in. So what are you going to do to offset that path to the right? Well, you got to Take that swing direction harder to the left. That's something that he could do with his irons. He could trap it, he could hit down on it and swing harder to the left. His driver, he couldn't. So what did he do? He aimed a mile to the left. You remember that? He he was aiming like left of left. And that's how he offset this deficiency, as I would call it, in his driver swing. All set up from, in my opinion, kinda hanging left. And so I posted that, right? Here, here's one of Tiger's swings versus his swing in 2000. And I'm fully aware that Tiger's not going to be able to swing like he did in 2000. Like, it's not going to be that dynamic and explosive. But when Tiger came back from his last, uh, when he came back from his last uh, comeback, when he came back from that, what am I trying to say here? His, his last injury, there we go. When Tiger came back from that, He was working with Chris Como. They did a lot of things to kind of look back what he used to do. And what did he come back with? He came back with more width. He came back taller at the top. He came back a little more loaded into his right side. And off he went. So for me, when I made that post, what I made the comment of was, look, I hope Tiger looks more like he did in 2000. I could say I hope he looks more like he did uh, in 2018, 2019, under coma, I, mean, I hope he comes back looking more like that versus when he did in 2013, which is when he was hanging left, when he was dropping, when he didn't have as much width in the backswing. And when I say dropping, when I say his head is dropping, it's not the downswing, folks. Okay, that was, that was completely overdone. Like, like there was an era of of uh, like at tiger, he's dropping down on his downswing. Look, look, people, that's that's what we do. That's what Victor Hovland does. Like, that's, that's kind of what you want, right? Like, you want this kind of elongation up going back and then the kind of like this, this little sit and crunch and, and squat and turn on the downswing. So that, that never bothered me with Tiger. What bothered me is him dropping in his backswing. Hack Motion is an innovative wrist analysis sensor and app that measures players' wrist and hand movement in the golf swing with audio feedback and different drill modes it offers the capability to improve players wrist mechanics in the golf swing to provide a better club face control and impact position. Hack Motion can be used for both full swing and putting to cover all golf shots. Hack Motion is used by some of the top golf coaches today around the world. Visit hackmotion.com. So, I hope Tiger, and what we see with his game this week and ended into these hit and giggles, the PNC father-son with Charlie, I hope we see Tiger wider. I hope we see Tiger uh, taller. I hope we see Tiger moving into his right side more in the backswing. That's what I hope. Now, is it going to be as dynamic in 2000? No, it's not. And no one's going to expect that. And the club face will be in a position to accommodate that. And so it's going to be interesting, right? I mean, that's just kind of a, a little insight and thoughts on Tiger Woods as we kind of roll into as we roll into this December, and we get to watch him play a couple of times. That's exciting. I'm I'm really excited to watch Tiger. Golf needs Tiger right now. Golf's a mess. Professional golf is an absolute mess right now. I'm sorry, it's a mess. No one knows what's going on with the PGA Tour and Live Golf. You got Live now rumored to offer John Rom 600 million dollars, and um, and and the last that we knew is that there was there was there was not there wasn't supposed to be any more poaching from LIV to PGA Tour. But yet here we have this. Um, the last that we heard is that these two were going to try to find an agreement together. But yet the the PGA Tour is trying to find a different group that's going to invest in it. I mean, it's just a complete. Utter mess. Professional golf is on a highway right now, on a highway right now to nowhere. Nowhere. It's frustrating. It really is. I find myself right now having a hard time getting excited about professional golf, and I'm in the business. Like, what the hell is going on? TGA Tour, what's going on? What's the plan with Live Golf? TGL is supposed to start up in January. Their roof blows off. You know, that's a whole other team competition that you've got with these cities and, you know, and people trying to, um, and, and players being associated with these teams. And now that's not going to start for another year. It's just, wow. I mean, it's there's there's just so many moving parts. I just can't. I just can't imagine, in the end, this being great for the game. I just can't imagine. And then you've got the USGA, who just continues to rumor that they're going to roll the ball back, and they're going to roll it back for amateurs, too. Is there anybody... Let me ask you this. Is there anybody in this country, in this world, as an amateur golfer, that right now feels like, hey, let's roll the ball back for the amateur game. That is exactly what we need. That's exactly what we need in this amateur game is to roll the ball back so we don't hit it as far. <laughs> it's, just, it's just absolutely insanity right now. I, 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 can't, even, I can't even wrap my mind... Around all of the moving parts that are happening, but then when you actually take a step back and you try to figure out what indeed is happening, it just becomes even more maddening, even more frustrating. Fisher World Golf Rankings don't even get me started. Crazy, absolutely crazy. I want to go to this post here next. I'm gonna. I just. I've got a lot to get off my chest here today, so I hope you're kind of bearing with me. It's gonna lighten up this week, I promise. Tomorrow's gonna to be gonna be fun. We'll get Keith Stewart back in. Here we'll challenge best bets. I've, I'm working on a couple. I'm working on a couple really fun guests for December as well in the instruction world. I want to get Dennis Sales on. I really like the way Dennis right now is articulating his message. Good follow. Big 3D guy. Uh, I want to get Dennis on. I got some questions for him about Tommy Fleetwood, about 2D versus 3D. We're gonna get him on here soon. Guy that uh, I want to get on is uh, I think his name is Richie Smith. His first name is Richie, um, and yeah, Richie Smith is his name. Richie Smith is a uh, is a teacher in Australia, and he works with Min Lee, Minji Lee, um, works with Hannah Gregg, and he's done a really good job uh, with, in particular, the Lees. And I want to get him on, and and I want I want to talk to him about. Kind of the journey of both Min Wu and Minji Lee as they've both had tremendous success Minwoo just won the australia pga great guy i i I've, I've, I have really enjoyed Minwoo Lee I really have got terrific game he's got terrific personality we need more people like Minwoo Lee and what's really interesting with Minwoo, and, and this is something that I want to talk to Richie about is. When you look at Minwoo's swing in his game, he turned professional back in 2019. He's got four worldwide wins. You know he's competed in major championships. He was there at the Players Championship. Uh, he's 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 got some serious game now. And I made this post yesterday. I showed Minwoo's swing from 2016. Versus 2023, and you can see a significant difference at the top. Significant. 2016, left arm was a little deeper. I think he made a better turn. Club shaft was more on plane. Face looked square, etc., etc., etc. I mean, all these, all these things. I think like preferences that I think most teachers have, um, ideals, textbook, whatever you want to call. Them. Every teacher has some things that they like to see, and if they tell you any different, they're lying. I have some ideals. I have some things that I like to see. I'm not afraid to say it. I think we kind of, kind of, are in an era right now in social media that like it's like like you shouldn't you shouldn't put that out there. You know, like you, it's all about matchups, which which it is. It's fine, and there's times to. To to work around things that certain players do, right? That you have to, you have to coach the player, right? And I think when you when you work with PGA Tour players, predominantly, I think that coach is going to gravitate to to matchups and and working around the things that they do great. And I think there is a time for that, even in the amateur game. That that's what you should do as a coach. But I think on the other side of that, when you're working with a new player or a mid-handicap or the average amateur player, however you want to call it, and they want to get better and they play golf once a week or once a month or whatever the case may be. Like there's some ideals that I think you kind of would gravitate to. And I think that's okay too. It doesn't make you a system teacher. It just makes you feel like, well, these are some things that I think are, are, are really beneficial and that improve the probability of impact and that fix common patterns that you would see in the amateur game. And so, I think, it's, I think it's more understood and more communicated in the world of social media because you don't want to get the backlash from a lot of these yo-ho's that I get on social media, and in particular yesterday, that when you put something out there that they get so butthurt and they get so frustrated that you would say something like that, that you would even speak to perhaps maybe an ideal or something that's a little more textbook. And that they feel the need to come after you in a way that, no, it's all about matchups, man. It's all about what, you know, makes things better for that player. It's all about hitting the ball better. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Never, never never even really thought about that. And so here you have Min Lee, right? 2023, here's his swing on the right on my Instagram. I put it on Twitter, too. And the swing is shorter. The left arm is more upright. The shafts definitely laid off, et cetera, et cetera. Some things that, when you look at that picture and you look at that swing, like those are things that you're not going to teach most players, right? That technique. Someone comes in and you're gonna and you're gonna say, "Hey, here's Minwoo on the left. Here's Minwoo on the right." I'm going to teach you this one on the right. I'm going to teach you to not turn quite as well. I'm going to get the left arm more upright and, and I'm going to get the shaft laid off. Like, you're just not going to do that, right? You're going to say, well, look, let's kind of maximize your turn. Let's get the, the left arm, you know, maybe a little bit deeper and the shaft more on plane and the face is square and all these things, right? Like, those are those are the things that you're going to kind of gravitate to. I'm not afraid to say it, but to me, those are... A little more um, ideal positions for the average player that's going to promote a shaft that's going to want to shallow out in transition, a club face that's going to be more conducive to getting the club on a good path with shaft lean promoting rotation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean, these are some of the ideals that that I kind of like to see. Now, does that mean I'm going to show that to every single player, and particularly a player that of Min Woo Lee's caliber? A player of John Rom's caliber, a player of Jerry Kelly's player caliber that these are all guys that would get the shaft a little bit. No, it doesn't. Of course not.'re you're gonna you're gonna work around things. right? Their skill is through the root. So you're gonna try to match things up in a way that is conducive for them without rocking the boat too much. Of course. But it can also be true on the other side that this technique, and even admitted from his coach, Richie Smith, that his technique was better when he was younger. But since turning pro and some of these things that have kind of gravitated into a technique that you may or less, maybe not teach someone. It's evolved into that and he's become a better ball striker. It's not because they've been working on that stuff. It's just something that has evolved There's other factors that go into ball striking. And off he went. And so, like, you're just going to kind of... It is what it is. And you're going to work around that. And it's a very rare case. It's a very rare example. It's a bit of an outlier. These things don't happen like this on the PGA Tour very often. And so, it is what it is. Like, both things can be true. And so, like, everyone out there... And so, like, there's, like, this half dozen teachers that are, like, you know, just... Oh my God, I can't believe you said that. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, really? Is it? <laughs> it's like, it's just absolutely, it's absolutely insane. I mean, there, there's a, I mean, look, there's a lot of teachers and this is, this is, I've been in this business for 23, 24 years and I have, I have a lot of great friends in this industry and there's, there's a lot of really good people in the instruction world, but let me tell you something. There are a lot of just, how can I put this right? There's a lot of teachers that are just frankly, just way too over the top for me. Way too serious for me. I mean, like, like come off your high horse a little bit, will ya? <laughs> I mean, come on. And so, it's frustrating. It's always been like that. I'm gonna get pushback probably from this pod, and the, I can't believe you said that. But it's the truth. There are too many teachers out there you take yourself way too serious way too serious, you're teaching golf people are going to say things differently right and they're just going to say things differently it may not be the way that you have heard it or perceive it in your brain or maybe Trackman says it to you as you look at the numbers it's just the way it is right, like you have to be able to get out of that world a little bit and see things in a different light. Quit taking yourself so seriously. Technique. Yeah, I'm comfortable with the way that I said it in my Min Wu Lee, Lee post. I'm comfortable. Min Lee, technically, my preferences. Where he was in 2016, Richie Smith agrees, his teacher, longtime coach, was better then than he is now, technically. I'm not gonna teach someone to have a shorter backswing or to have a shorter turn, to get the left arm more upright and the shaft laid off. That's not a technique I'm gonna teach the masses and masses and masses of amateur golfers, people who are consuming my content on Instagram, Twitter, Stripe Show Podcast. I'm comfortable with that terminology. I'm also comfortable with the fact that at the PGA Tour level and the professional level, that you're gonna work around certain things. These are the highest skilled players in the world. But you know what? My audience, although there's a few, my audience primarily, they're not PGA Tour players. You know who they are? Amateurs, people who like content, people who want to get better, people who play golf maybe once every week, once every other week. Once every month. So get off your high horse. Quit taking yourself so seriously. Anyway, that's enough with Min Moonly. I'm gonna get Richie Smith on the podcast. I'm gonna get Richie. I'm gonna get Richie on the podcast. It's, it's, a, it's a really interesting, it's a really interesting journey I'm intrigued about. And I want to talk to him about kind of where Minwoo Lee was uh, in his amateur days to where he is uh, in today's game and also Minji Lee. I mean Minji Lee is a great player, major championship winner. Um, and and so I think that would be a really good podcast. I'm going to get Dennis Sales on as well. Um, I want to talk to uh want to talk to Dennis about a lot of the great work that he's doing and I think some I think some really good learning things that are in there. Um, some 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 good nuggets that um, that I think would be an interesting conversation and an interesting listen. All right, enough of that. A few things there I want to get off my chest here on a Monday. I appreciate you being with me. Tiger Woods playing golf this week. Come on, Tiger. Give me some width. Stay taller. Get loaded. Don't hang left. Richie Smith, he'll join me here in December, too. I'm going to to put that out there. I'm going to track him down, and I'm going to get him on the podcast. Key Stewart's back tomorrow. All Things Hero World Challenge. Give you some best bets. Let's have a good day, folks. We'll, uh, we'll be back tomorrow.